Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Premier Chelsea, your source for all things Premier League, but starting with Chelsea first. Coming to you on your speakers and headsets. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Jackie from Houston, and I have a very disappointed Rahul from Connecticut. Rahul, how's it going, my friend? It's going okay. My prediction came right, but I'm not I'm not too happy about it. Let's let's pump the brakes of <laughs> the disappointment for just a second. I'm gonna open with some positive news i heard now i haven't had the privilege of seeing this yet but i heard you had an interesting chat with a chelsea legend in jimmy floyd hasselbank is this true this is 100 true and i have wow. to give a shout out to Sinathon and our friend and boy alex uh who set it up so yes i did chat with the uh, the legend jimmy floyd hasselbank on tuesday morning actually and yeah, it was it was a great chat. It was a couple of minutes, and um, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was a, a very interesting and, and sweet person to talk to, uh, and he actually turned it more into a conversation than you know just me asking him a question. So that was good. The full video should be out on our YouTube over the weekend. Actually, that's cool. I mean, it's nice that you get to keep meeting these legends. You went from Aspiliqueta to Ashley Cole to Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Uh, next time you need to be walking around with a pen and some memorabilia <laughs> so they can start standing off for you. But no, look, that's cool. Jimmy was a ice goal finisher in his day, scored a ton of goals for Chelsea. And then when we came into the Chelsea kind of area, he was playing for Middlesbrough, I think, at that time. So a lot of fond memories of Hasselbank. I think he's one of those guys that just has a good personality, happy-go-lucky guy. And so I'm, I'm really glad you got to meet him. Maybe next time I'll get an opportunity to meet one of those players as well. So it'll be exciting. And for anyone wondering, I did ask him about that situation where he was between Roy Keane and Jimmy Carragher. <laughs> so definitely tune into uh, the video to hear his thoughts on that. I know I will be tuning in <laughs> to get a good laugh out of that. But look, we can't laugh anymore. It's time to get serious here. It's time to feel the emotions we've been suppressing for a little bit in this one. And it's let's start with the Chelsea women, Rahul. I think that's a very, very bitter pill, pill to swallow because, you know, up until recently, it was probably the highlight of this episode was the highlight of these uh, podcasts that we're doing together, but seemed to be a humbling, humbling moment for our Chelsea women today. They were utterly torn apart by uh, Wolves in a four-nail defeat, which is, is crazy to think of because that Chelsea team is really, really solid most of the time, but unfortunately, it was not not working out today it wasn't and honestly it hasn't worked out since the uh, win in the FA Cup final and like you said it's very often we've spoken about how well they've been doing how they've destroyed teams so this is a real shock and maybe a first time ever that we come on here and talk about that they were really just torn apart and had no answers to the opposition yeah, and I beg your pardon, it's Wolfsburg, it's not Wolves is what I meant. It was Champions League day. And uh, it, it's kind of a disappointment because it's a continuation of bad form, like you said, since the FA Cup win. Uh, you called it a hangover, but it just seems to not really be going our way necessarily. And I think what's the most disappointing about this one, Rahul, is because we had the draw against Juventus, which was a few weeks ago, and then now we lose to Wolfsburg. And this means that we are out of the Champions League it's it's a tough pill to swallow, like I said earlier, because we finished third in the group with 10 points, but we're out on goal difference. And you talk about a 4-0 dropping today. Okay, even if we lose the game 1-0, we actually could make it through. But 
We just couldn't keep those goals out of the net today. And it's not just about today, right? Yeah, we've been out of form yeah. the last couple of weeks, but I think back to the first game against Wolfsburg at home, and we actually covered it, and we said great character for them to come back from. I think they were down 3-1 at one point, yeah. and they pulled it back 3-3, uh, and we, we were giving them all the praises and plaudits, which was rightly so. But you think back to that game, and you say it's at the King's Meadow. It's a game that we sh- should be winning. It's games where we gave away a couple of goals uh, to them. And if we win that night, losing 4-0 tonight doesn't even matter. So there's instances here where we could have qualified, but that's the, that's, that's Europe in in general. We've seen it on the men's side where, uh, you know, it really goes down to the final day. And no matter how good you've been in the group stages, there are great teams in Juventus, Wolfsburg. uh, And it's a learning opportunity. We got a lesson in the final last year. And this is another opportunity in Europe where we go away disappointed, but we have to learn from it and come back and, and be stronger and show that we can compete with the best and, and not just with uh, the domestic teams in, in our league. It's a bit of an odd situation for me specifically, Rahul, because week in, week out, at least before the last three or four episodes, it was easy for us to praise them and see what's going to happen. And then the first big defeat that happens, we said, well, it's, it's, it's a blip in the road, you know, right. what's going to happen next. And then another blip in the road. We're like, well, where do we go from here? And now we're kind of in a pothole and you're wondering how to kind of avoid these potholes. And, and I really don't know where do we go from here? And of course we're going to cover more of that on the men's side saying, where do we go from here? Cause the, the form seems to spread across Chelsea. And maybe we need to cover the youth team next for hope. Maybe that's the only way we'll get some joy for Chelsea, but Look, it's a disappointment, but again, like you said, hopefully a lesson can be learned from here and we can pick up and continue from there. Yeah, and and where do we go from here? We have a game this Sunday against West Ham at home at the Kings Meadow uh, before the holiday break uh, in in the Women's League. So honestly, it's an opportunity to put some things right and put in a performance and get points back on the board uh, and go away on a break feeling good and maybe almost forgetting and and I know it's not going to be that easy to forget about what's happened uh, in the Champions League in the last couple of games but these things happen and like I said uh, you have to bounce back from them and that's what we want to see absolutely hopefully it can move forward from there but let's go on and cover Chelsea versus Everton featuring Rafa's revenge in this oh. particular situation but I'll run through a couple of things we're going through how injuries remain some of the players we've covered going through but now we're hampered by COVID just like everybody else that's going on Omicron seems to be spreading through the UK at this point in time but Lukaku, Timo Horner and Callum Hudson-Odoi have all been confirmed with COVID and in fact Ben Chilwell who's already out injured managed to get COVID as well and so that adds insult to injury. Kai Havertz didn't feature he was feeling unwell there's a potential he may test uh, positive for COVID as well so that's another scary situation going on Conte positive light was on the bench but still not fully match fit didn't really get a chance then unfortunately COVID should still out and so we're light in that midfield now silver lining we did have Chaloba back you know big Trev is back in the squad and other than that you know we had to pick the squad based on who was pretty much fit at this point in time so Why don't you run us through our starting lineup, sir? So after all the players that you've mentioned, we still had enough to to put out 11. So we had Mendy in goal, Aspilicueta, Tiago Silva, and Rudiger in defense. 
Reese James, Loftus Cheek, Jorginho, and Alonso. And up top, we had Mason Mount, Hakeem Ziyech, and Christian Pulisic in his newly found false nine position. <laughs> you know, I must admit, I was I did not hear the news about Lukaku and Werner being out with COVID. Oh, yeah. And so when I saw this this lineup, I was like, what is Tuchel doing? Why are we not <laughs> playing with the striker? But look, you know, he's got to play with the, the cards he's dealt. Other than the front three, Rahul, which he's tend to chop and change anyway throughout the season. It, it's pretty much standard over the last few games. Uh, nothing too different over there. But let's run in through that first half really quickly and cover a few key moments. But, you know, when I was watching the game, Chelsea pretty much started dominant as usual. Um, early on, Mason Mount with a good chance, which got my heart flickering and wondering if he could put that away. Uh, Hakim Ziyech looking very, very classy. And he's taken a lot of criticism, but good drop of the shoulders, good turns, finds a good ball to Pulisic who tries to flick it. Doesn't work out for him. And really you're wondering at this point, it's not if Chelsea will score, it's when Chelsea will score. Everton's holding on, but nothing materialized for us in that first half. It, it didn't. It was, like you said, we dominated like we typically do. Uh, teams come and sit behind the ball. They do everything to defend we carved them open a few times, like you said. We just couldn't find the finish. And that seems to be a theme, not just for this season, but I can think back to almost the first season under Sari, where we complained about not having goals. We complained about not having a striker. Uh, but we had Aiden Hazard, who was bailing us yeah. out and getting things done. Uh, this season, we've had defenders who bailed us out and scored and gotten things done. And now those goals have dried up and th- we could never go through a full season just relying on Reese James, Ben Chilwell, Silva, Rudiger popping up with goals. Uh, and that's the real issue here is, yes, we've dominated a game, but that means nothing if you don't score. And that seems to be a theme here. Uh, we eventually, like you said, do get that goal, but it's... It doesn't feel right. You can say we've had injuries, we've had issues, COVID, whatever you want to say. The attacking intent and the attacking finishing is missing, and it has been missing for a very, very long time. Yeah, but you look at our you look at our team, Rahul, and and now we have to get away from the excuses, right? Reese James can score a goal, and he had a good opportunity pretty much the first kick of the game. I think four or five minutes in, we didn't even cover that. Marcus Alonso, we've praised him as being potentially a striker when we need one. Jorginho can get a goal from midfield, maybe always from penalties. Ruben Loftus-Cheek can dominate a game from midfield. But then Mason Mount, good form scoring goals. Hakim Ziyech, goal scorer. Christian Pulisic, goal scorer. Not to mention the defenders. So regardless of the injuries, regardless of the whole COVID situation going on, the names I've mentioned here against a struggling Everton really should be able to put what my prediction was 3-0 Give it to me. Let me see that freaking three nails so we can at least see some, some pressure lifted off the team. But it's not for a lack of trying. We'll cover some of the stats later on. It just, I don't know if they need to go for finishing or we need to practice better at composure. I, I don't know where the issue lies here. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the second half. Uh, it really is more of the same story. It's the December story where we come back and we dominate again. We keep putting pressure, and finally, a goal comes in the form of Mason Mount. Like I said, he's our player in form. I think the most disappointing about this situation is that Mason Mount's in form, but the team is now out of form. And so now we're back to this Aiden Hazard situation where we need to rely 
one person, whether that's Mason, whether that's Lukaku, whether that's Kai Havertz, it doesn't matter. We're looking for one guy to bail us out and it's just not going to work. And so Tuchel being in this situation is trying to make a couple of changes, Ross Barkley, Saul, but the goal comes from Mason Mount in the 70th minute, Rahul. We could not hold on for four minutes, four minutes before Everton come back and score against us. That's that's Chelsea in the last month for you. Our last clean sheet was Leicester away on uh, November twentieth. Yeah, we're coming up to the twentieth of December here in a couple of days, and that would be a full month. And I can't even tell you the last time we went a month without a clean sheet. Uh, and yes, we've spoken about the attacking issues, but the defense was what was really carrying us through. And I'm, I, when I say carry us, I mean. If we won one nil, it was a defense that was doing the work. Now the defense is falling apart in the yeah. sense that we're just conceding goals. Anytime a team really attacks or has an intent of attacking, they score. It really, we can take 23 shots and get one goal. They can take one and get one goal. And you could say that's rotten luck. You could say uh, we need to be finishing better. But if we don't defend, it's always going to come right. down to having to outscore the opponent, and we can't do that. You look at the goal that was conceded, and the goal came from Everton's defender, Jared Braithwaite. I hope I said Branchwaite. I hope I said that right. And, and it's not like Rahul. It's not like one of their strikers dribbled past and did a wonder goal. It's not like they did intricate passing through the team. It's just poor defending on our part losing our man, allowing the ball to come into the into things that we would not do early on in the season. So you almost wonder, again, we've covered this in the last few episodes, what do we need to go back to the training ground and do? Check the lines, check the spaces. Are we missing N'Golo Kante? Does he bring so much cover to that midfield and defense area that it's now showing? It, it, there's a lot of things, but I want to go through the stats. before. I, but before I go through the stats, you and I have teased on this podcast about how we text message back and forth. So I'm going to do a quick segment, dare I say, about reading a couple of our, our just like high-level things of some of the things we've messaged. But I text you as we're watching the game, and I just said, disappointed. One word. <laughs> Conti- continued, from, continued from there to say, this is frustrating. Just finish one, man. And all you respond is shaking my head. We continue from there, and I said, I don't want to go on the pod to say <laughs> 80% possession, 90 shots. Of course, I'm exaggerating. 28 on target, but Everton 1-0. And Rahul goes, or 1-1, as I predicted. <laughs> so you guys, I've just read the text messages for you. I can't make this up. Of course, it ends 1-1. Let me go through some of this, the, the stats over here. 23 shots from Chelsea to Everton's 5. 10 on target to Everton's 3. 81% possession to Everton's 19. How close could I have been with some of these predictions, Raul? 777 uh, passes to Everton's 194. They barely were able to string balls together today, and it ends 1-1. Look, it's a tough situation. Let me ask you an interesting question. Why did you predict 1-1? For everything I've just said, I know we can't score. And at that point, I didn't even know about the the COVID outbreak with our strikers being out. Uh, But I saw the Leeds game, right? And we got two from Jorginho from penalties. Penalties. And I I look at it and I say, well, we've really only scored one. I go back to the last few games and Mason Mount scored a wonder goal against West Ham. Apart from that, we only scored one. Right. 
And so it's, it was just a theme of we're really only scoring one decent goal and then something else is happening and we, we get lucky and, and some divine interwe- intervention comes in. <laughs> um, but that was that. And then I said, we don't keep any clean sheets. So the one, one seems right. And I, and I know at that point it felt like you're being negative or I don't believe in our team. And trust me, even when it was one, one, I was waiting for us and, and cheering us on to score that second goal because Getting my prediction right means nothing to me. I'd, I'd rather be wrong every single time and we win and, and get trophies and, and don't have to worry about it. But that's the situation we're in. I predicted 2-2 two, two for Leeds and that almost came true. <laughs> um, so it's the situation we're in. And, and when we get to the next game, I'll give my prediction again and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Look, man, if your predictions have anything to do with some good juju or bad juju or you've got some futuristic i start predicting some five or six nails for us because we can really and, use that and i point. yeah and i'd like to point out i also predicted leal in the champions league so i might go play the powerball or something this weekend <laughs> <laughs> you better and then give that money to chelsea you'll splash in january or something oh, like man. that but let's talk about a player here rahul he takes a lot of flack he's not played that much football but a lot of hope was put on saul to come in and help us obviously we struggle with injuries in the middle of the park Jorginho has played a lot playing through the pain, as Tuchel has said. Ruben Loftus-Cheek is looking good, but again, you kind of want to give them a break and rest through this busy period. But Tuchel opts to play him as a left wing back. He's come on in the middle a couple of times, been taken off. Uh, what do we do with Saul? Why did Tuchel even bring him on as a left wing back today? I, I think he brought him on to play as a striker, to be honest, because I think he moved Pulisic over to, to, the, to the left wing back position. But Question, what do we do with Saul? I mean, the easy answer is terminate that loan and send him back. But there's an argument to be made here that he's played, made two starts in the Premier League, come off at halftime for both, get it against Villa in his first game. He wasn't up to speed, just come in. Against Watford, he was on a yellow, not having the best game, and he was taken off. Then he's played left wing back. Now he's played strike. In... Four months, he's made four appearances, at least in the Premier League. That's not enough. Right. And now, now you'll say you're defending him. You should give him more time. Well, that's what we said for Kai Havertz and Timo Werner. Yes, we don't own Saul. And the performances so far haven't given us a reason to say, let's, let's keep him and let's make this permanent or even give him more opportunities. But we need experience we need the players and and that's what Tuchel is doing he's giving him the opportunities when there's a chance and we brought him on he's played and and from the few games at least in the Carabao Cup we've seen his ability to make runs into the box get his head to the to the ball but we didn't play to that strength when he came on if the if indeed was that was the plan to play him as a striker and and I texted you this too uh, towards the end was we it's 94th minute and we're knocking it between ourselves and on the wing instead of just throw a cross and we've got Rudiger in there. You saw what he did in the last game. We've got Saul in there who could get his head to it. We've got other players that even if our guys don't get the first ball could fall to someone else and they could maybe knock in or get a shot off. But we almost seem to want to walk it in sometimes. And that's like, just put in that cross at least towards the end of the game where what do we got to lose? We've got men behind the ball in terms of, you know, midfield and defenders and 
something could happen, a handball could happen, something could happen if we put in the ball and put Everton under pressure. But we were like, oh, here you go, Reese. Reese gives it to Chaloba. Chaloba. It was just nothing was happening. To that point as well, Rahul, it goes back to things I saw in the first half. You've got Christian Pulisic, Hakim Ziyech, and Mason Mount, and we're putting in cross for some of the shorter guys on the pitch. And you're wondering, okay, so that's our tactic in the first half. And then the second half, now you've outlined Saul's a bit taller, a little more physical. Ruben Lotsa-Cheek is making better runs. You've got Tony Rudiger in there. And when I, no, now we're not going to cross right. to any of them. Like it, it, It's almost like we've lost this confidence altogether, which, look, I get that. It happens when these situations go down. But you don't lose your common sense. And you look up and go, he's pretty tall. Let me put a cross in versus Pulisic is five foot nothing. Let me put a cross in. It, it, it's weird. Like some things that are happening don't make sense. And, and you wonder if Tuchel's struggling to find his best 11 now, given the injuries, given COVID, or if these Chelsea guys have come off a Champions League win, went on a, a lovely run towards the early part of the season, similar to what they did with Frank Lampard last year, and then just kind of lose motivation in themselves when one or two things go wrong. And so at this point, it's just these players didn't turn bad overnight. The, re- the defending doesn't become horrible overnight. And so they have to look within themselves. It's Chelsea. It's the repeat story, right, Rahul? Oh, manager's poor. Fire him, get another manager. Fire him, get another manager. It's not, it's not going to be sustainable. We've talked about this very much. And while we had all said early on last year, keep Frank Lampard and give Frank Lampard a chance. Obviously, they've separated ways. Tuchel's come and done an amazing job. Tuchel can't be bad overnight as much as people <laughs> will criticize him and everything. So these players have to look within themselves and find a way to get out of this situation. I, I agree with you. And no one's saying Tuchel out right now. And I, there's no need, not even a, a mention of that in the media. But you just know as that gap between us and, and Man City and, and Liverpool grows and we get closer to that fourth spot. And maybe if we get out of it, there are going to be rumors and murmurs about it. But you let's talk about Tuchel for a second, right? Great start. First 50 games, we've touched on it on the podcast, conceded, I think it was like 31 goals, which was maybe just about a goal per game. Uh, and he had won most of those games, barely lost, won the Champions League, won the Super Cup. And all of a sudden, we've it's almost like come to a crashing halt and it's gotten tough. And what do we want to see when it gets tough is maybe something different. Right. And in this game, we could clearly see, and, and this isn't a knock, it's more just to say, what can we do differently? And we could see that when we were able to get in and attack Everton with pace or when they were going up front and we could counter them, that was when we really scored our goal, right? Right. We didn't really get another opportunity right like that. We were content with keeping the ball, waiting for an opportunity to give present itself. And when it did, we wouldn't finish it. And the question is, could we have maybe tweaked the formation, yeah. done something different, thrown something else at, at them that they weren't expecting and maybe nicked it in 2-1 at the end? And that's the question for Tuchel is, okay, it's tough now. Teams have kind of figured out to play this 3-4-3 or 3-4-2-1 system, what else are we going to do to surprise them and get a goal or get two goals and go up in the first half and not have to worry about when are we going to score? And if we can see now we've got to panic and, and get a, a second goal. 
Yeah, and a lot of teams have figured out a few key things, well, at least in my opinion, uh, pressuring our wingbacks. We get a lot of traction, a lot of football through our wingbacks, and so you see our wingbacks being pressured. And another big one that's been around since last season, actually, is pressuring Jorginho, because a lot of football flows through Jorginho. And so you almost wonder, again, I'm not a highly paid manager. I've not got the experience of him, but as a fan sitting at home, you almost wonder, three, four, three, maybe it can be switched back to a traditional four, two, three, one, similar to what Frank wanted to play. Uh, have somebody sit very close to Jorginho to help him or to distract on the player. When you go back to a four, two, three, one, maybe you can fit more dynamic players behind the striker because we do have a lot of attacking talent. Yes, you do lose a center back, but we're, sh- we're shipping in goals anyway at this point. So <laughs> why not try something different? And look, again, Tuchel knows best. Uh, these are just things you and I can sit here and discuss. But you almost wonder that was kind of the icing on the cake for Frank Lampard when he was sticking to his 4-3-3 back in the day. And you said, change it, Frank. We can see it. Change it. Change it. This player's too slow. This player's not motivated. And it's like, well, he's going to stick to his guns, defend himself, which he has to, and, and go from there. And ultimately, that ended up being the axe. And so for Tuchel, Champions League winner, great start to his Chelsea career. I personally like him a lot. He handles his press really well, handles, at least from what I'm hearing from the team, handles his man management very well. So you want somebody like that to stay. So maybe he has to try something better to motivate these guys because at the end of the day, that's his job is to get the best out of them. That's 100% right. And I, I wonder for most of these players, they, they, if they get back to exactly a year ago when things started to fall apart for Lampard and uh, they couldn't seem to get out of it. I remember we, I think around this time, lost to Wolves away. We came back, lost to Arsenal. We beat West Ham in there, but it just wasn't as consistent as we had seen earlier in the season. And it's happening again. And I wonder how much of it is playing in their heads. Like we've been talking about it for, for almost a month now. So they clearly also are thinking about it, talking about it. And to them, I would say, try not to worry about this because it's part of, and and they've been doing this all their life, right? They don't need me sitting in Connecticut at (laughs) 1am telling them what to do, but just try not to think about it too much and and do what you can do. And like I said in the last episode, do the basics right. And it'll it'll all come back and to our board, just just stay patient. (laughs) So let me talk about the board, Rahul, because they are critical. They are quick to ax a manager if needed, but They've also shown they can support a manager if needed. And we're coming up into January. Things that I'm noticing is, do you think maybe we need a new striker, somebody that could help Lukaku and Timo when things are going tough for them? Do you think we need a creative midfielder, the likes of maybe a Cesc Fabregas that can unlock these tight defenses sometimes? You know, we're missing that final ball. We know Jorginho can do it, but really somebody who's more forward-thinking. I, I don't know if we need a striker. I would love to see Lukaku at least get a run of games. He was getting it, and then the, the injury happened, and now, now he's out with a, a positive test. So it's almost been a start-stop, uh, you know, his return back to Stamford Bridge. So I'd love to see him get 10, 15 games in a row where he can dominate and, and bring himself into the squad. And a creative midfielder, I, I do think we need another mid, uh, but is there going to be one, uh, uh, you know, out there in 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 the in January? And if not, then I think that goes into the summer. And 
if, the, if there isn't really anyone out there, I wouldn't want us to waste our money because we've seen what, what we can do when we force a transfer and try to just bring someone in for the sake of it. Uh, so it's really down to if the right player player is available, yeah, let's go for him. But if not, let's let's not force it. These players are good. We've seen it. Manager is good. We've seen it. It will get better. It may get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. Well said. It may get worse before <laughs> it gets better. So I'm going to keep that in my head so that if I get disappointed over the next couple of weeks, I'll say, Rahul told me it will get better. Let me ride out this wave and we'll get there. But look, let's talk about the other game that's coming up this week for us, and that's Wolves versus Chelsea. Rahul, this time last year, actually December 15th, last year we played Wolves and we lost 2-1 to Wolves. So we're kind of in that time frame. Of course, it's not the exact same date, but we are going out, again, out to Wolves again. Before we talk about our traditional you know, lineup and predicted score, will this game be postponed? It, it very well might be because we said, what do we say? Lukaku, Timo, Cho, Kaina, Kovacic. Kovacic, Ben Cholol, who's out anyway, but yeah. that's six players. And yes, some of the players that played today were negative, but they played against 11 different players that something could have been happening there and we may have been transmitted over to our guys. And it really, between now and the game on Sunday, it really depends on how many more players. I think if we get maybe three, four more cases, this game is going to be called off. And we've seen it with, with Brentford, who went from, I think it was nine. And during a press conference, the manager finds out, oh, it's four more, and it became 13. And their game got called off. So yeah. it's it's a scary situation that's happening. I know we're kind of moving away from Chelsea with that topic, but it's almost like it's, it's taken the Premier League by storm and <laughs> we saw Tottenham's games get cancelled. They haven't played since December 5th and it's the tw- uh, 17th. So that's 12 days where they haven't had a game and that's down to positive cases. And I think it's right. there's going to be a few more games that will get postponed and, and if it's ours, well, that's one less game in December. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they can postpone December. Right? That would be lovely if they could take a couple of weeks off in December. But look, all jokes aside, give me a predicted 11. I mean, we are short a couple of players, but let's see what you've got in mind. Uh, I mean, Mendy in goal. I think Chaloba comes back in. He looked decent from uh, the few minutes that he got today. And I think Tuchel prefers to play him. Uh, Thiago would play again. Rudiger, um, those two are the mainstays in defense. I think Reese James. I know Conte is back and, and was on the bench. He didn't play today, but if that man is ready... I would play him even if it's for an hour because we'd probably yeah. be good in that hour. Uh, Jorginho, I think, continues. Alonso, Mount, Ziyech, and Pulisic down to yeah. just we don't have <laughs> that many options. We really don't have that many options up front. But no, look, that's fair. If Conte is fit like we've already evaluated back and forth, he'd be a good solution to some of the issues that we're having over here. So hopefully he is fit indeed and we can go from there. This is an interesting question, Rahul. It's about the predicted scoreline. You seem to have a magic ball in your room over there. Let me give you my predicted scoreline first, and then I'll let you go. I'm going to be optimistic because I've been negative in the past, and I'm going to say we're going to get past this negative spell and crossing my hands, praying to all the footballing gods that Chelsea will beat Wolves 2-0. Now, 
I'll allow you to speak your mind and share your opinion with me before I go hit my head against the wall. <laughs> I know you're going to be negative here. <laughs> realistic, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's say realistic because I'm so I'm looking at their last. Let's just say from November first, right? They've beaten Everton. They've beaten West Ham. They've beaten or taken Liverpool and Man City to just one goal. So they lost by one goal. They beat Brighton in the midweek. So. I did this again when we looked at Leeds and I said they've only been losing or, or tying games and it's only a difference of one. Again, it's the same thing here. My head says 1-0, two Wolves. Oof. But my heart says you can go against Chelsea. <laughs> so I'm going to go was... with going to go with 1-1. That was such a long pause there that your heart was wondering, do I back up this loss or do I fight against it? <laughs> my, my, there was a war between my heart and my head, but my heart says we won't lose it. So hopefully we won't, but I don't know, man. This is, it's Christmas time. And like I said in one of our uh, posts, we seem to be giving away goals and points as presents to everyone. Well, whatever happens, I hope that we can at least start to get away a little bit from this blip. If the game gets postponed, I, for one, will be happy with that because it gives us a little bit of respite. But let's look at the table for a few minutes, Rahul, and then we can cover some of the upcoming fixtures as well, if they're played this weekend. So at the top of the table, Manchester City still going strong, and they actually ended up beating Leeds 7-0, which is is quite a statement, Rahul, since we struggled to beat Leeds 3-2, and this shows Manchester City have some attacking firepower, as do Chelsea, but they seem to be getting it right. In second place is Liverpool. Newcastle gave them a bit of a scare today. They were actually 1-0 up for a few minutes before Liverpool complete their comeback to 3-1. Sign of champions there? I don't know. They're sitting in second place with 40 points. Chelsea in third with 37. We've covered their game today. Arsenal, who we made a lot of fun of earlier in the season. In fact, Alex had pipped them to get relegated. Here they sit in fourth. And they, Rahul beat West Ham 2-0, something we had struggled to do as well. So interesting situations there. West Ham sitting in fifth. Of course, they just lost to Arsenal. And our friends, Manchester United, sitting in sixth. And they have come come off a 1-0 win to Norwich. But interesting times at the bottom of the table. We'll go through the results. But Norwich, Newcastle, and Burnley are stuck there. So let's talk about some of the upcoming fixtures other than the Chelsea one we've covered today. Uh, There are only a few due to some postponements like you've covered, Rahul. Leeds versus Arsenal tomorrow morning. How's that one going to go? The Arsenal are going to win because Leeds just turn up against Chelsea and then just (laughs) roll over for everyone else. No, I think think Leeds will put up more of a fight than they did against City. That really was was bad. Um, but Arsenal just seem to be in good form and they have their players kicking on, on all cylinders. And even with the, without Aubameyang, which we haven't even touched on that whole situation, I think the young boys for Arsenal are, are coming up good. Another interesting one is going to be Newcastle versus Manchester City. Newcastle gave Liverpool a little bit of a scare. Do you think they can do something against Manchester City? No. <laughs> A few one weeks, word is enough to describe that. No, a few weeks ago, I was I was giving hope to Newcastle, and I, I was trying to be positive. But against Leicester, they didn't do well. Yes, they took Liverpool close, and what a goal from Trent! That was that was some finish. Um, Liverpool and Man City find a way to to win all the time, and 
it's going to take something very special, which Newcastle don't seem to have it right now. Uh, so if it was Newcastle, Chelsea, I would have said something different. But... <laughs> and the last tasty one for match week 18, Rahul, is Tottenham versus Liverpool. A big, big game. Antonio Conte coming against Jurgen Klopp and two fire characters there. So before we wrap up the episode, give me some of your thoughts on this one. That's a good game. And that's probably the game of the weekend. Uh, Spurs, like I said, haven't played in almost 12 days. It's going to be by then 14 days. So two week yeah. break, which isn't a bad thing for Conte because he's worked on you know his formation, the way he wants players to perform, at least the ones that are available. Uh, and Liverpool will be looking at it and saying, well, Spurs may not be as sharp because they haven't played for two weeks and Liverpool have been going gun, all guns blazing in, in that time. So it should be a good game. I, For our sake and for the sake of the Premier League, I want Spurs, but I, I, Liverpool is just too good. And, and Mohamed Salah is, you almost have to just put Liverpool one up because you know <laughs> he's going to score. Fair enough. But that covers up that weekend, Rahul. Why don't you take us home for this episode? Yeah, so that wraps it up. Uh, it was It was a good episode, even though... We didn't talk about a lot of positive things, but hey, that's that's the the ups and downs of being a Chelsea fan, and it will get better. But please continue to subscribe, like, and follow us. It's at the Premier Chelsea on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Instagram, and on Twitter, it's at Premier Chelsea. And if you watched our uh, video podcast on Spotify, which is a new feature, do let us know your thoughts and what you uh, what you'd like to see in the future, and we'll definitely try to to try to get that in. But Uh, We will be back with a new episode and hopefully with a review of a win versus Wolves. Uh, But until then, stay safe and up the Chels.